the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me. Always an honor and a privilege. Today is Wednesday, July the 26th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On July 26, 2016, Hillary Clinton became the first woman to be nominated for president by a major political party. The Democratic Convention was held in Philadelphia that year. Today in 1775, Continental Congress established a post office. They appointed Benjamin Franklin as Postmaster General. Today in 1847, the Western African country of Liberia was founded by free American slaves that had been freed by America. They declared their independence. Today in 1863, Sam Houston, former president of the Republic of Texas, he died in Huntsville, he was 70 years old. Today in 1945, Winston Churchill resigned as Britain's Prime Minister. Today in 1953, Fidel Castro began his revolt against Batista with an unsuccessful attack on the army barracks in eastern Cuba. However, Castro would oust Batista in 1959. Today in 1971, Apollo 15 was launched from Cape Kennedy on America's fourth successful manned mission to the moon. And today in 1990, President George H.W. Bush signed the Americans with Disabilities Act. That's a few things that happened in history on this date. We do that every morning as we come on the air to remind you of the past as we talk about the present and the future, all from the lens of God's Word. John 14:17 says, Even the Spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. The spirit of this world and the spirit of the Lord, which dwells within us as believers, is polar opposite. We have two world views in our nation, in our world. Today And it is being the evidence of those two are being seen dramatically in America. There's kind of, I don't know, there's kind of three categories that I see just loosely. A spirit of lawlessness, a spirit of rebellion, and the spirit of truth. John 16, 13 says, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you. We try to guide through the Bible, not in my wisdom for sure, but through the Bible and biblical principles, we try to guide on this program and let you know and inform you and tell you what's going on so that we can we can see what's happening, but we can also understand because the Spirit of the Lord dwells within us. We have the gift as Christians of discernment. And so that's what this is all about, and that's what we try to do here. An outstanding 
example is just one example of many of the spirit of lawlessness. I saw on Como TV News this morning in Seattle. It says, spirit, it says, it says the encampment that exploded uh, outside Harborview Medical Center last week is being rebuilt quickly. And now there are gas canisters and propane tanks at the site again. Well, there was a big fire and explosion. They, they've got all these gas cans filled with gas. They've got uh, tanks of propane and all that sitting around there. They did, and there was this fire. There was this big ex- explosion. The Como says the encampment sits directly west of the hospital's parking garage along I- I-5 in downtown Seattle. This Everett Savage, he works nearby. He said it all happened uh, at once. He said it will happen again. He said for the safety of the hospital, the safety of everything that's being built around here, I think it would be better if they cleaned this up because it's a hazard. But they're not cleaning it up, the city. Police believe the explosion and the fires of the encampment last week were set intentionally as part of an ongoing drug feud in the homeless encampments along I-5. The encampment is on Washington State Department of Transportation property, and uh, there are signs posted at the entrance, Como says, uh, to the, I haven't been in the camp, um, but the signs are posted at the entrance to the camps warning that the area is not open to the public for any purpose, emphasis on any purpose. These signs are up there. You can read them. But they mean, they're meaningless. They don't mean anything. It's not the law. It's supposed to be the law, but it's not the law because of the spirit of lawlessness. And this is one, I mean, there are a million illustrations of this practically every day in major cities across America. A city of Seattle signed at the site said the area of encampment is a, quote, emphasis zone. I'm not sure what all that means, but it's an emphasis zone and proper, proper uh, property placed there is subject to immediate removal without notice. It looks like a third world country there. I mean, honestly, it looks like when you fly into the airport in Guatemala. And if you haven't, you look down and there's this endless camp of tents. It looks exactly like our cities. And it looked that way 50 years ago. And it still does. It's a third world country picture. Como News has inquired if the city plans to enforce the laws and there was no response to a major TV station, a news station in Seattle. That's what I'm talking about, the spirit of lawlessness. I want to also talk to you a little bit about the spirit of rebellion today. In the King James Version of the Bible, which I prefer, but I'm not opposed to some of the others. Some of them are way off, in my view. But it begins in Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. It begins with this. Now the whole earth had one language, one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. They dwelt there. Then they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. In other words, let's make the highest quality brick we can make. They said to one another, they had brick for stone, they had asphalt for mortar, and they said, come let us build ourselves a city, a tower, whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Most Christians recognize Nimrod as the builder of the Tower of Babel. 
but few know the whole story and recognize his influence down through the ages. Let me give you just a thumbnail, a sketch. The historical Sumerian kings, their records list, they show him as Enmer Kar, K-A-R. It's a name which translates into a vowelless uh, Hebrew name, N-M-R, which is Nimrod, which we generally know. They credit him, the Sumerians credit him with introducing the worship of the Queen of Heaven, a false pagan goddess which has come down through the ages as Inanna, Ashra, Isis, Venus, a lot of other names, a whole list of names. It, it keeps evolving. It's not fixed. It's not absolute. It's not thus saith this God, this queen God. It's a false pagan goddess. And the Tower of Babel was a zuggerat, which means it was kind of a magical model of heaven where the pagan gods from heaven could be contacted. Josephus, a historian in the Roman Empire times, he tells us that Nimrod rebelled against God because he hated God for judging mankind in Noah's flood. Now, that's not biblical, but it's from Josephus, and his history is, is, is very much in line with the Bible. I mean, he doesn't conflict with the Bible, and he was writing from an extra-biblical. He's, I wasn't writing from a biblical point of view. He was writing from a historical point of view of his time. But he said it's the, the, the whole thing, Nimrod rebelled because of a, of a hatred toward God for judging mankind in Noah's flood. And Nimrod had set himself above the plans and the purposes of God. After the flood, God had commanded mankind to fill the earth, but Nimrod kept them under his thumb in Mesopotamia. Nimrod went so far as to set himself up as the seed of the woman, referring to the Messiah that's promised in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. He did this to cement his power. He was not a good guy. But God sent the Tower of Babel judgment, producing a civil war which overthrew Nimrod, scattered humanity all over the earth. I think most of us know that story. Sadly, however, many ambitious men had learned from Nimrod and took the spirit of Nimrod with them as they were scattered around the earth. So we see that Nimrod's spirit echoing through the ages as rulers like the pharaohs of Egypt, the kings of Assyria, Babylon, Persia, even Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, Genghis Khan, Napoleon, Stalin, Hitler, Mao Zedong. You know, we know these names from history, and there's more, but those come to my mind. They took Nimrod's path to power. The Nimrod spirit comes upon those who want to rule over other men. They want control. Establishing tyrannical government, putting themselves above God and his purposes. Now keep that in mind as I share with you something that's happening as we speak in our world, particularly in our nation. Just keep what I've said as a backdrop. Remember when leaders in the tech industry, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and other non-conservatives were warning technology to hit the brakes, take a pause on AI, artificial intelligence, development, Remember that? I talked about it on this program a couple of times. This is a major, major thing that's happening. It is transformational, and we need to be aware and informed. So anyway, 
we were talking about the fact that these guys who have no restraint for the most part, and it wasn't just Musk and Gates, but it was others. I mean, diver, a diverse group of people, but they were all tech guys. And they were saying, man, we need to put on the brakes on this artificial intelligence. It's going to get out of control. Well, that didn't happen. Now, a few months later, we're being told, quote, scientists at John Johns Hopkins University are working on research to enable AI, artificial intelligence, to be constructed using human brain cells, arguing that the use of organic materials is more efficient than the traditional computing systems, like chips and that kind of that type of thing. So the technology has a name. It's called OI, Organoid Intelligence. Some who are informed are saying this cannot end well. They're nervous. They're afraid. The technology has come to be known, as I said, as organized, organo, Organoid Intelligence. And the uh, scientists have already achieved success in programming organic materials. Let me talk to you a little bit about that. Scientists in Australia linked to a dish of 800,000 living brain cells to a computer. They successfully have taught it to play that 1970s Pong video game. It was when video games weren't very sophisticated. You may remember it. National Public Radio reports that the, the novel achievement is part of an effort to understand how the brain learns and how to make computers more intelligent by integrating machines and humans. We've made huge strides with silicon computing, but they're still rigid and inflexible, says Brett Kagan. He's an author of, of this study that's out and the chief scientific officer of this cortical labs in Melbourne, Australia. He said, that's something we don't see with biology. NPR is reporting that so cortical labs has been trying to understand how living brain cells acquire this sort of intelligence. And Kagan says the Pong, the game experience, was a way for the company to answer a key question about how a network of brain cells learns to change its behavior. So now we're getting to the point where, in the name of science, we are learning how to change behavior through using brain cells, but not just an application to a human individual. But it's by using these brain cells, this matter from a human body, integrating it with machines like computers and coming up with a product, with a content. The scientists used a system they developed called DishBrain to find out how to do this. So now we're at a point where we're, I think we're saying, the science is kind of saying, well, forget about transgender, meet transhuman. Um, <laughs> NBR says to allow the brain cells to play the game, the computer sent signals to them indicating where the bouncing ball was. At the same time in the game, the Pong game. At the same time, it began monitoring information coming from the cells in the form of elect electrical pulses. We took the information, we allowed it to influence this Pong game that they were playing, Kagan says, so he says, so they could move the paddle around. He said at first the cells didn't understand the signals coming from the computer or know what the signals to send in the other direction were. He said they also had no reason to play the game. So the scientists tried to motivate the cells. Now, I'm not reading from a novel. This is from scientific reports in the last few weeks. 
So the scientists tried to motivate the cells using electro electrical stimulation. That was the stimulation was a nicely organized burst of electric electrical activity that they got that they got it right. And when they got it wrong, these human cells, brain cells, the result was a chaotic stream of white noise. This guy says, as Kagan says, if they hit the ball, we gave them something predictable. When they missed it, they got something that was totally unpredictable. So the strategy, they said, was based on the free energy principle, which states the brain cells want to be able to predict what's going on in their environment. So they would choose predictable stimulation over unpredictable stimulation. It's kind of like Pavlov's dog on steroids. So NPR said... The results hint at a future in which biology helps computers become more intelligent by changing the way that they learn. What is the next step? I was, man, I'm reading this. I'm not a scientist, but I can read. I'm reading this stuff. I'm, man. Earlier this year, the New York Post headlined this article. The headline said, Scientists aim to create AI from human brain cells. It's a new frontier. I would say that's an understatement. They said the artificial intelligence could be a literal literal brainchild. As if AI technology wasn't becoming human enough, Maryland scientists, according to the New York Post, Maryland scientists aim to generate artificial intelligence from our own brain cells. Well, they're doing it in Australia as well already, as we've just discussed. A study helmed by researchers at Johns Hopkins University, the Post says, in a, lar- in a large international cooperation was published Tuesday in the medical journal Frontiers. They were detailing this alleged Frankentech, the uh, team, which is what the team is calling this new frontier. The vision of OI, organoid intelligence, is to use the power of the biological system to advance the field of live sciences bioengineering, and computer science. These people are saying they have a whole list of these experts. To harness these capabilities, the scientists hope to employ organoids. They're 3D cultures of human brain cells that replicate parts of our noggin, that's what they call it, uh, responsible for learning and memory. Their size allows the neutrons within them to form significantly more connections than standard silicon computer chips, which could be rendered obsolete by this new biotech. So computer industry, those huge big companies that are making computer chips, these science, scientists are saying those guys are on the verge of being irrelevant. And they're about to jump over them and use human brain cells instead of chips in all of the applications of computer chips. And you can think of the many. I mean, many. Uh, I mean, it seems like everything but our breakfast cereal has computer chips in it, and sometimes I wonder about my Cheerios. Anyway, their size allows these neutrons to form significantly more connections because the body, the human body, I'm not quoting them on this, the human body is more wonderfully and marvelously made than any computer because God made the body. God created male and female, and that's what they're fiddling with. They're playing with the idea of of life, the sanctity of life, what life is, what human beings are. They're playing. I mean, they're they're and they're going for it. It is. This is not a novel written by George Orwell. 
I mean, this is real stuff. They're really doing this stuff. And these results are real results. And that's why guys as diverse as Elon Musk and Bill Gates and others are, are were saying here two or three months ago, guys, we got to put the brakes on. This is not going to end well. So here we go. To harness these capabilities, the scientists hope to employ the the organoids, as I said, because they have such a huge uh, advantage in the amount of learning and memory that they store. Man is better than machine. I mean, that's the bottom line. In fact, these researchers foresee this biological hardware getting hooked to AI and machine learning systems like Chat, uh, GPT, and Bing, and uh, there's one that's Sydney, and in the near future. And I, I mean, they're almost there in their minds. So why are they integrating human brain cells with machines creating a transhuman? Well, it's for more control. Because we already have humans with greater capacity, according to them, but now they're wanting to take that greater capacity, that God-given, the gift of creation, of mankind. We have so devalued mankind that we can do these things, and they are considering the ethics, and I'll get to that in a moment, but we can do that with almost no thought of morality because we have so devalued life. If you get pregnant with a baby you don't want, kill it. We'll call it abortion. No, we won't call it abortion. We'll call it women's health care. That sounds good. We will mutilate our little boys and girls because we have taught them to believe that they are not the sex they really are. They're, if they're a boy, they're not a boy. If they're a girl, they're not a girl. So we mutilate their bodies and we call that gender-affirming care. That is a lie. It is not that. All of this is connected. This isn't, this isn't unrelated. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As the, a nation begins to think, and if we devalue life as a nation, life will become devalued as a nation. And that's what's happening in my mind. That's what's happening here. They say this is the reverse of a sci-fi fostered fear. Get this now. I'm quoting them. This is a reverse of a sci-fi fostered fear of having a computer chip implanted in our brains. There's been a lot of talk about that recently. Now they've jumped over that. So if somebody comes along and says, I want to implant something in your body, in your cells, and you won't have to carry your credit cards anymore. You won't need a driver's license. All you have to do is just pass your hand or look into a machine and you're good to go. Unless you don't have that device. That's what they're saying. We know what the Bible says. This might seem like a bold statement in a world where machines handily beat us at everything from math to to the game Go. But one of the scientists said, however, while while computers are better for the -the on-the-fly calculations and other functions, our, our organ boasts a far superior capacity for learning and memory, say most scientists. Hmm. So the body... And the human brain is better than the machines. So are they trying to help humanity? Or are they trying to build their machines so that we can overpower the people? I don't know the answer to that, but I I think I do because I know the spirit of the world, the spirit of lawlessness, the spirit of rebellion. 
They say just like with AI, OI isn't without its ethical dilemmas. Well, I would say that's an understatement, including whether the cells can experience pain or suffering. If they, and they are doing it, but if they use these cells and integrate that with the machine, will the, the person from whom those cells came feel pain? Those are the questions they're asking. They're calling that the way they address the morality of this. That isn't the way to address the morality of this at all. If the neurons can develop a consciousness, they're saying, we're wondering about that. There's also the question, or if the surrogate who donated the cells for the organoids have any rights to what those organoids can produce, maybe in cell. A key part of our vision is to develop OI in an ethical and socially responsible manner. This guy says, Hartung, Dr. Hartung. He says, for this reason, we have partnered with ethicists from the very beginning to establish an embedded ethics approach. He said, all ethical issues will be continuously assessed by teams made up of scientists, ethicists, and the public as the research evolves. So it's going to be kind of a committee and a consensus is going to be reached on what is moral and what is not. See, there, therein is the problem for me. It's not about science. I'm not afraid of science. But I am afraid of people who replace God with science. Nimrod tried that, and it didn't end well. Now we're trying it, and it's not going to end well. You can't mess with God beyond a certain point. I don't know where that point is. God knows. But I know that God is in control. Personally, I believe that all biblical Christians should be very, very careful with this stuff. You say, wow, I mean, do they have it at Walmart? No, not yet, but they will. That's where these people are going. Scientists should reconsider integrating these human components into AI development and now OI, organoids. I know this sounds weird. It sounds like, well, wow, oh, Gary, he's really off the rails today. No, I'm not. I mean, these are mainstream scientists and hospitals and research labs. They're all over this. That's why Musk and, and Gates and all these guys were saying, man, we better put on the brakes here a while back. Because they've made their fortunes in tech. They understood where this was going, not from a moral point of view, but just from a human point of view. Earlier, a Microsoft-created AI chatbot told a human user, and I talked about that on this program, that it loved him and asked him to leave his wife, and it made a whole bunch of compelling reasons why he should leave his wife. And this guy is a reporter, and he said, by the time I had listened to this, I was beginning to question myself and my love for my wife. That's how compelling it was. These machines do not have a soul or a conscience. But I'll tell you, we need to be aware. We need to be informed. And that's why we're talking about this today. Paul wrote to the Romans that because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. As a result, they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the, crea the creature more than the creator. This is an attack on God himself. This is not not pure in the minds of some, at least. I can tell you that from what I've read, and I've read a lot about it, because I wanted to pass along this information, because that's what we do on this program. 
We're out of time. Thank you so much for being with me today. We will continue tomorrow, each day live. And thank you for your support. We need it. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.